Welcome to the Bad Preaching Podcast with Pastor Brad and Pastor Greg. Hey everybody, um, welcome back to the Bad Preaching Podcast. I was telling Pastor Brad it feels like uh, about a hundred years since we been a long time since we've recorded, but we took a we'll call it summer break, right? Yeah. Although we didn't have much of a break uh, ourselves, um, but for the month of July we did not record, but we did a lot of ministry mm-hmm. and a lot of different things happened. First and foremost, uh, wasn't the first thing in in July, but it was maybe the most important thing for Brad. Uh, tell everybody what happened. In your life in July. Yeah. Me and Josie got married. Got married. Uh, and that was an amazing time. <laughs> and part, part of a really busy season, but it was very relaxing, uh, stress-free week uh, of the going into the wedding. We got married at the Outer Banks. Um, That's an amazing was, statement, Pastor Brad. Stress-free week going into amazing. the wedding. That's pretty rare. It was. Josie's big dream for her wedding was to... Be in the ocean the day of her wedding, and <laughs> that morning we got to the whole. Both families were down at the beach together. Uh, just got to really enjoy the waves, enjoy each other's company, play together, and then we all ended up going back for lunch. And after lunch, slowly started getting ready for the wedding. And at around six o'clock, we got down on the beach and had the ceremony. It was just a really, really great time and a beautiful time with our families to just be with them and celebrate that whole time. But very stress free. It was it was pretty amazing. Very miraculous. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that that is that is pretty miraculous, Brad. But congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that is so neat. So neat. So, uh, Pastor Brad is an old married man now, and uh, so we'll see if that changes his perspective on the bad preaching podcast. <laughs> but that's so cool. And you guys went to um, Disney. Disney. Yep. Yeah. For your honeymoon. Honeymoon. We went to Disney World, and again, that one wasn't. Too much stress. You had some lines and different things like that, but uh, we stayed in the park, and so the transportation part was actually really nice because neither nice. one of us had to drive anywhere. Nice. We just hopped on a bus. Or our favorite part was actually the Skyliner. It's like a little ski lift that takes you to your resort, <laughs> um, and that that made it really nice. We liked hopping on that thing. That was probably the nice. best ride because there was never a line for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's awesome. And to have such low stress during all that and yeah. to just be able to enjoy your your ceremony and your honeymoon is really cool. Yeah. We're glad you're back and you guys have settled in over in the Parsonage. Yep. Next door. Yeah. And so. we were ready to get back to you. It was, ready. It was almost like uh, towards the end of the honeymoon, we were thinking, we were like, it's, it feels like it's been so long. It was a week and a half that we were gone. Right, right. But right. it felt like an eternity that we've been away from it. Like, <laughs> right. like, we're just ready to get back. Ready to get, get back going. Into the flow of things. And yeah. So to be back, and we came right back into this whole week of revival, too, which has been really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. That's a good segue in uh, to our topic today. Yeah. Uh, revival. Revival. And if you're listening, uh, think about that word a little bit. And hopefully what we discuss today will will cause you to, to contemplate Personal revival, mm-hmm. right? And uh, Lord, send a revival, start the work in me. There's an old hymn that says that. Uh, Brad looked up some things, um, some definitions of revival. We were just discussing those a little bit. And uh, pretty powerful stuff yeah. uh, to think about and to uh, to contemplate. So share share some of that that you you found, Pastor yeah. Brad. I'll start with the biblical definition that came up. Uh, we just searched it just right on Google. Uh, and so it always 
it gives you what you're looking for. It gave the revival definition, but then as you scroll down, it says people also ask for, and one of the options was what is biblical definition of revival? And that definition is the awakening or quickening of God's people to their true nature and purpose. That's, that's a lot right there. It is. The awakening to our true purpose that uh, of God's people. So when I look at that, when it says the awakening of God's people, sometimes we think of revival as being towards those who don't know the Lord, mm-hmm. um, those who are unchurched or whatever, but really revival needs to start with God's people mm-hmm. and awakening awakening us to who we really are in him. Uh, I guess life has a way of putting us in neutral if we're not careful or yeah. even on the sidelines, put the car in park and just sit. But revival gets us moving again, mm. gets us going again, gets us um, moving towards our purpose, our passion. I think some of the other uh, things that you found tied to that too. Yeah. Actually, one the theatrical definition is almost exactly what you were saying. Mm. And I love that definition. It says, a new production of an old play or similar work. And there, <laughs> there are also two other definitions for the actual word revival that comes up when you search it on Google. Um, the other two are an instance of something becoming popular, active, or important again. And the last definition is an important, uh, an improvement in the condition or strength of something. Wow. Wow. I mean, we've had so many distractions, it seems, from COVID-19, mm-hmm. and it seems like we talk about that all the time. I'm, I'm not talking about necessarily you and I, but just everybody. Yeah. Seems like when I go to uh, hear sermons or uh, conferences or camp meetings or, or whatever, you know, COVID-19 and how everything has changed, but it has been so significant. Mm-hmm. And, and so we've gone through all of that and then social upheaval and then the debate of morality and so many issues that it's so easy for us to get our minds on all of those things. But as Christians, we first and foremost, we need to get our minds and hearts back on who we are in Christ, our life for Christ. And what was that theatrical definition again? I just love that one. Yeah. And I think that it is saying what I'm trying to say. Yeah. A new production of an old play or similar work. A new production of an old play or similar work. And when I think about a play, the script, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then you're if you're having a new production, you're using the script and you're having fidelity. And our script is the Word of God. Yeah. You know, if we go back to the Word of God, we go back to the moving of the Holy Spirit and let that bring a new production into our lives. And our walk with the Lord 10 years ago, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, some of you listening 50 years ago, <laughs> you know, all that's wonderful, but what about today? Yeah. Right, that new production of an old play, so to speak. What about today, that flicker of revival? And I guess we should probably jump backwards a second and preface this. We're talking about revival. Why? Because what are we doing here at NCOG? We're going into really the month of August. Every Wednesday, we're going to have a night of revival. So yes. we have a few different speakers actually coming in yes. and, and speaking for us and just getting our focus back on God. Yes, and on revival. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I'm looking forward to that. And we actually, as we're recording, last night was our first revival service with Evangelist Drew Gibbons. He'll mm-hmm. be coming back for us in a few weeks. This coming Wednesday, this is a good segue 
to uh, just put a little plug in for an upcoming podcast this coming Wednesday for the next two Wednesdays, actually, um, Travis Gore, who is our new ministries director for the Virginia Church of God. He will be coming to preach, but he's going to be our first guest on the Bad Preaching Podcast. Yep. First interview. First interview. So we're excited about that. We're branching out, Brad. Yeah. New territories. So yeah. I don't know if we've conquered this territory yet, <laughs> but we're branching out and we look forward to interviewing him um, next week and having him on, on the podcast to talk about his role as youth director mm-hmm. in Virginia um, that he is now leaving to become the ministries director. So we're going to talk about both of those roles and what he what he saw the Lord do and then what his vision is for this new role. But then we're going to have him talk about, you know, what's he going to be preaching uh, and what's it like to be a revival preacher and and things on his heart in yeah. regards to revival. It's going to be really good. Yeah, I'm looking, looking forward to it. But um, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk some about the sermon last night mm-hmm. that uh, Drew preached about revival. And we're almost at the break. But one thing, Brad, that, that grabbed me was the, the scripture he used that said, if you don't go, I don't want to go, mm-hmm. so to speak. Basically, he was talking about the presence of God, and Moses was saying, Lord, if you don't go, I don't want to go. And I think about our church, and that's one of the reasons we're having these series of revivals. The Lord is blessing our church. We're heading in new directions. But I say, Lord, if the Holy Spirit is not directing it, I don't yeah. want to go. If the Holy Spirit is not with us, I, I don't want us to grow and not have the Holy Spirit moving. We, we want to be growing in the Holy Spirit. And where, wherever he's taking us as a church, we want to be there with him. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, if you don't go, I don't want to go. Yep. And all God's people said amen. a big amen. <laughs> amen. We'll be right back at the Bad Preaching Podcast. Hi, this is Josie. We hope you are enjoying this episode of the Bad Preaching Podcast. Please join Pastor Brad and Pastor Greg each week and enjoy the discussion. Find our weekly sermons on Facebook or YouTube. Just search Nortonsville Church of God or visit our website for a podcast recording of each sermon at nortonsvillecog.com. Well, welcome back to the Bad Preaching Podcast. And Pastor Brad and I are going to jump in now to uh, Drew Gibbons' sermon from last night, uh, our first of the month revival service. Mm -hmm. We have four more to go. And um, he was really, really hammering the point of following God's presence. He was using the example of Moses and how Moses could have done a lot of different things. You you just spoke to that, Brad, as we were talking on the break. But first and foremost, he needed to do what God called him to do, and he did, Mm -hmm. and he followed God's presence. And that speaks to all of us in our lives. We all have a role to play, a God-given role, yeah, to play, but we also have His presence that is that we can pursue as we live our lives and as we fulfill whatever God has for us to do in life. Pursuing God's presence. Mm-hmm. There was one part in the sermon that he talked about Moses separated himself from the people, really, I guess, to get more in God's presence. Um, you know, you think about the people being separated from their leader and from the presence for a while. And you think we, the people need to pursue the presence, right? Yeah. And I guess that's why we're having a revival. Mm-hmm. We want all of us as a corporate body to pursue the presence 
of God. Not just the leader, not just the pastor, Pastor Brad, the youth pastor, but all of the people. And I think that came out in Drew's message too, Mm -hmm. the, the presence of God, the Holy Spirit, the moving of the Holy Spirit, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is for all people. Yeah. All of us. I love how even with that, what you're saying right there, the congregation of how it should be all of us pursuing that presence. But it did start with it's a personal decision. Yes. Right. Like just how Moses was talking about, well, that separation that we see Moses take of do I do I stay with the people and what they're doing? They right. were doing the right things at that time. Right. And it's easy to say, well, maybe I have to stay here and set the example. But he chased where God was calling him to go. Yes. And he, he stayed in the presence of God. And stay, that's a that's a personal decision he had to make. That's and right. It's the same thing with revival with each other. one of us. We can pray, like you were saying at the very beginning of the yeah. first segment of that. It's let that happen in my life. You know, yes. like yes. that personal prayer. Let start the work in start me. Here. Yes. Whether the person on the pew with us are pursuing the presence or not, mm-hmm. right? Or the person in our house. It's a personal thing. Yeah. And all of us as individuals need to pursue his presence and pursue revival Mm -hmm. and not let others stand in our way of that. I don't mean that in an ugly way, but pursue his presence. Yeah. And have revival. Like not settling for what's going on around you, but instead keeping your eyes on Christ through it all and and chasing what he has for you. Yes. Yes, exactly. Well, and the, the second part of the sermon went into as we're following the presence of God his presence leads us into a righteous life, mm-hmm. living right, righteous living, which is still important uh, in New Testament times. The Lord calls us to live righteously through and by his grace, by his mercy, by his help, but also by our decisions, right? And mm-hmm. our heart is changed. I, I think he quoted the scripture, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things passed away. And so we determine we want to please God. We want to, to strive to live righteously with the help of the Holy Spirit. And so he used an example. Brad, tell us the example that he used. I really like this example because I've always heard the coffee example of being lukewarm. Uh-huh. He used sweet tea. Sweet tea. I love sweet tea. Yeah, so yeah, I do too. That, that idea of it. <laughs> I like it when it's really cold and you get the nice sweet tea, uh-huh. really sweet, sugary sweet tea. Oh, yes. And it's nice and cold. Come on, and then somebody. On the yeah. other side is hot tea, which I'm also a huge. I really yeah. like hot tea. I'm hot more of a tea. tea than a coffee drinker. So uh-huh. it's cool that he brought that up. But no one really likes the tea in the middle. In the middle. Lukewarm. Lukewarm tea. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and he was playing off, of course, in Revelation. Yeah. You, I would that you be hot or cold. Mm-hmm. But since you are lukewarm, I will spew you out yep. of my mouth. That's a great example because that's really what I would like to do with lukewarm sweet tea. Yeah. It's Ugh. spew it out of my <laughs> mouth. Uh, I agree with you, Brad. I love it, especially when it's so cold yeah. and sweet. But lukewarm tea is not very popular. Mm-hmm. And the other analogy that, that you have heard is lukewarm coffee. Yeah, coffee's the so, one I've always heard. So pursuing the presence of God can lead us beyond a lukewarm existence Mm -hmm. into a place that is useful and desirable to God and to others. And so living right, walking by the Spirit. So that was a great example, wasn't it? Right there in the the middle of the sermon. I love how he ended 
the sermon because it ties into one of the probably one of the biggest initiatives mm-hmm. and I guess visions of our church in the praying for the generations. Yeah. Um, really, since almost from the beginning of, of my coming here, which is getting close to three and a half years, we have been praying intentionally for the generations of the church, the children, the grandchildren, the great-grandchildren, whether they're young or old, whether they live near or far. Mm-hmm. Our vision, our dream is that every child of, of every family of this church is not only saved, regenerated, born again, but also living their lives, fulfilling the purpose that God has for their lives. And then we've started to expand those prayers and that thought and that dream to not just the families that make up this church, but of the communities mm-hmm. around this church. And so it's a big, bold prayer that is prayed every week in our Thursday prayer meetings yeah. and many times in our services, almost every service, I guess. And many people are praying them uh, in their daily prayers as well. Mm-hmm. He ended talking about whenever you have a Moses who is doing his job, God will always raise up a Joshua. Yeah. And started then talking about passing the faith on to our young people. Mm. And very specific, I guess, to his sermon, passing the experience of the moving of the Holy Spirit and full life in the Holy Spirit a sweet walk and fellowship with the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. that those of us who are older have been privileged to experience and see and witness and be part of and that we have as individuals. We want to see our young people and our future generations Mm -hmm. experience that as well. And that's one thing I really loved with his illustration of looking at Joshua, looking at Moses in this situation, because this isn't a story that Moses told Joshua, you know, when, about passing the right, faith, but right. Joshua got to watch Moses pursue the presence of God. He got to watch the life change from Moses. He modeled it. He, he modeled it. And then it, that story ends by Joshua being in the presence of God. And so That's great. That's great. it's not just something he's telling. It's not something he's just hearing, but it's something he's experiencing. And that's one of the things I... That's one of the biggest things that we talk about all the time, that we yes. pray about all the yes, time. Yes, yes, yes. Just that that aspect right there, that it's not just something we talk about. Because I think one of the beautiful things about this church is the rich history right. the faithfulness of God. Heritage, and yes. And it's awesome to hear all the stories and yes. sharing all the stories. But I think one of the really great things and what's crucial for the faith continuing in our generations as we pray all the time for our, our children, our grandchildren, and our great-grandchildren is to experience it. When you That's experience right. it, That's right. it, it's, it becomes real for that, for that person for experiencing that it. child. And, and Amen. then it yes. really, it changes the whole out, outlook of life. It changes the walk. It changes everything because if someone modeled it before them, not only did they see it, but yeah. usually they get to experience it as well because that's something that is happening. It's life that's happening each and every day in front of them. Amen. And that's our heartbeat. That's our prayer. Mm. That's our dream. That, that's what we want to see happen. Yeah. And, and very well put, Brad. And last night in the altar, it was so cool to see little children mm-hmm. standing in the altar. Um, hands raised. Hands raised. 
watching, seeing the moving of the Holy Spirit, seeing people baptized in the mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. And that was an intentional part on the pastoral team that we did not want to have children's church, uh, youth group mm-hmm. during these revival services. We wanted our teens, we wanted our children to be in there. Yeah. And then to see that last night, to see family little worshiping family together. was worshiping together, yes, and to see little boys and little girls in the altar and seeing, in the back to that word you're talking about, modeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can preach about it, we can talk about it, we can teach it, but they've, they've got to see it, experience the modeling. You, you said it so well. What a beautiful picture in the altar. It what was. a beautiful thought to close on. Thank you all for listening to the Bad Preaching Podcast. Thanks for listening today. Join us next week on the Bad Preaching <laughs> Podcast.